First of all, it's good to see everyone. Scharpsius this morning with the Naya Zeger, with the with the with the weather and everything. Shkoyach so for coming to learn. <coughs> the um, pasuk tells us, of course, in the Megillah that one of the four mitzvahs that we have on the day of Purim is Mishloach Manas Yisraelihu, is to send uh, uh, you know, food packages to uh, to uh, to someone else to send two items. Mishloach Manas is in the plural. Yisraelihu to one individual. And the Gemara tells us in Mesechus Megillah that uh, one of the Amorim used to fulfill this by sending Mishloach Manas Yisraelihu Shtei Manas Leish Echad Rabbi Yehuda Nesia Shadur the Rabbi Aishia Atma de Igla Tlasa, which was uh, part of a, of an animal, presumably cooked, uh, fleshix. The Gabra de and he sent him a jug of wine. He fulfilled it by sending, um, uh, you know, two two separate items. One was meat and one was wine. However, the Shulchan Aruch over here in Simon Tafresh Tzadi Hesif Dal quotes from the language of the Rambam. So the Rambam says it has to be either two types of food or shteimanos. That means two portions. So certainly, the, it's a misconception, of course, that it has to be two separate brachis. There's no truth to that. It doesn't have to be two separate brachis. It says it has to be two separate items. It could even be of the same bracha, but even the first part of the Ramah, when he says, implies that even if it's the same item, it's just two portions of the very same item, that would be sufficient. That's the diok that the Prima Garda makes in the Rosh Yosef from Megillah from the language of the Rambam, that it's enough even if it's just two portions of the same, uh, same item. The Arach HaShulchan, over here in the brackets at the end of Ois Beis, disagrees. He can't believe that that's the case, because the Rambam says, Shnei Minei Oichlim. He also says two different types of foods. So either he thinks it's a tall cipher when the Rambam says, Shtei Monois Basar. He didn't mean uh, two of the same item. He meant Shtei Minei Basar. Like two two different types of meat, so the the Arachasholchan can't possibly you know fathom that it's really two portions of the same item. It has to be two separate items, but of course they could even be of the same uh, same bracha. But do they have to be food at all? So the precedent that we have in the Gemara was to send two types of uh, food, perhaps even two you know types of food, same bracha. Does it have to be food at all? So that was the shayla that was asked at Chumas Hadeshin over here. His gimel person wants to send someone else another gift on Purim. A safer, something, a, a, a serving dish, a bowl, a pitcher. So does it even have to be food at all? So Chumas Hadeshen uh, argues that it has to be food because the context that the Gemara discusses, Mishlach Manas, is in the context and the setting of the Suda. That uh, if you look over there at the Gemara, the Gemara says in the second line, Voice Aleph, Abai Bar Ovin, Reb Hanina Bar Ovin, Mechalfi Suda Sayu Lahadodi. They switched uh, meals. Neither one had enough uh, money to make a suda and do mishloach manes. So each one prepared their own suda, and they would swap sudas. I think Mar assumes that that was enough for mishloach manes. So you see that uh, the real focus seems to be focused on the suda to uh, to enhance the suda of somebody else. So if the Chumash Hadeshin argues that afka has to be food which is used in the in the suda. That's the whole purpose of Mishlech. Manas is either to facilitate someone else's Suda or perhaps to include them within my Suda. So I send you part of my Suda. According to the Chumas Hadeshen, that the uh, purpose of the Mishlech Manas is to facilitate the Suda or perhaps uh, to, to include others within my Suda. And therefore, Dafka has to be food. You can't send Sfarim or a, a serving dish and fulfill the mitzvah of Mishlech Manas. Um, so what, uh, it stands to reason that it has to be Suda foods. It has to be things that would, could, could be used in a suda, not, uh, you know, uh, sour sticks or lollipops or chocolate bars. It really should be things that would be used in a, food, in a suda. 
preferably something that's, you know, substantive pseudo food, you know, a piece of flashix, a kugel. One of them could be wine, as you see from the Gemara. It could even be drinks. But um, it, well, it should be things that could be used throughout the Suda. That's really what should be the ideal Mishleach Manus, according to the Chumas Adeshin. Yeah, but it can't be your home Mishleach Manus. It's just the dessert. It should really be things that are, that are crucial to the Suda. The dessert you could do without the dessert. We, we could all do without the... Two kinds of wine would be fine. No, two kinds of wine. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one count. Uh, no, I didn't say it doesn't count. It should really be things that are focused on... Uh, ideally, I, you're right. It could be dessert, and you sent him a port wine, and he could have a fancy dessert. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know if dessert is really the crucial most crucial part of the pseudo. It should be things that uh, preferably part of the pseudo. Uh, you know, you only have to send to one person. So the Shulchan Aruch says, we send, where Marba, he says over here in the second, third line, and the second line, You want to send more Mishleach Manas is great, and we are Mahadar in that in our times. We send Mishleach Manas to every acquaintance that we ever had in our ridiculous way of fulfilling Mishleach Manas. But I think at least one person, you should have, that's the Ika Mitzvah, should try and send things that are pseudo foods, that are foods that you would be eating at the pseudo, something that's a, a substantive. However, the Chsam Seifer and his Chuvis um, claims that the Ramah disagrees with this Trumas Hadeshan entirely. Because the Ramah writes over here on the third line of Ois Beis, You send Shalach Manas to your friend, and he rejects it. Either you're in a fight, and he's not interested in taking your gift, or He says, look, I have so much Mishalach Manas over here, I'm going to throw it all out anyway, don't bother. You keep it. So Yatza, you fulfill the mitzvah of Mishalach Manas. How can I fulfill the mitzvah of Mishalach Manas if my friend didn't take it? He didn't accept the gift. He appreciated the gesture, but he didn't accept the gift. So claims of some cipher that I haven't aided in him providing him with a suda, and I haven't included him in my suda, however you want to view it. What if he doesn't need it? What if he takes it and he doesn't need it? Okay, but then that's up to him. How you choose to, to you know, uh, manage your kitchen. I provide you with a suda. You want to take it and flush it down the toilet? Okay, but I fulfilled my providing you with a suda. You have to eat your suda. You decide, you know, how you, you know, run your kitchen is not up to me. But if you didn't put accept it. So how can you even say I facilitated your suda? Or I, if I include you in my suda and you don't like the food and you throw it out, it's up to you. But at least I included you in my suda. Here you said, oh, shkayach. So it's, it's nothing. So some server claims that Ramah must subscribe to a different perspective on Mishleach Manas, which is that which is articulated, espoused by the Manas Halevi. That's of Shlom Halevi Alkabetz, who's the well, you know, famous for... Uh, for, for authoring the L'chadoidi. But he also wrote a parish, Kubotuk a parish, Amigil Sester, called the Manas HaLevi. So he writes, in passing, Mishlech Manas, Kizer Roimez, Kihem Baguda Achas, Uba'ava Ba'achva, Hepech Masha, Kasev Hatzerah, Mephuzim Mephuzim Meaning, uh, we attempting, the whole purpose of Mishlech Manas is to counteract, is to overcome, or to, to respond to the criticism of Haman, that we're an Am Mephuzim Mephuzim Ben Am, and we're a disjointed nation. So in order to, to demonstrate that, no, we're but together by Achdus, we send Mishleach Manas Yehu. But it's really a demonstration of friendship then. So then we can understand the Ramas as some safer. Now I come to you, I demonstrate friendship, either you are too angry at me, you're holding a grudge, or you say, it's okay, I don't need the Mishleach Manas, but at least... I demonstrated that we are Ba'achvavareos together with one another. It's a demonstration of friendship. So then we can understand the Sam Seifer, uh, the Ramah, that if he's Michael, it's good enough. And then we wouldn't necessarily have to be pseudo foods. If I uh, sent you a chocolate bars and lollipops, 
but you're in soda cans, and but you're, you know, that's it still. It's a gesture. And perhaps you could even be used to a sperm. It doesn't have to have, it has to be food. If I send you an expensive picture, certainly I send you a serving dish. The Ramah actually wrote a sefer, Miguel's Esther, called the Mechir Yayin. So the, um, the, 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 the legend is that the Ramah used to distribute that as his Mishleach Manas. Was this sefer Mechir Yayin? And that makes sense, according to the, at least the, the way the Chassam Sefer understood the Ramah, is that it's more about the gesture of friendship, a demonstration of friendship, and therefore love dafka that necessarily has to be food, and certainly wouldn't necessarily have to be suda items. So I think one can fulfill, at least according to the Ramah, one fulfills Mishleach Manus with whatever you give, but uh, again, I think at least to fulfill all the opinions of Mishleach Manus, like the Chumash Hadesh, and you should give to one person, that's the, the real Chiyuv, um, one person, two things that could be used uh, throughout the suda. The Chassam Sefer claims that this, these two perspectives, with regards to Mishleach Manes, perhaps uh, are relevant to other issues that, uh, that, uh, that are dealt with by the Paiskim. Uh, one uh, important issue is discussed um, by the uh, Mishnah Bura, by the Magan Avram. Look back at the fourth line of his base. Magan Avram has a suffix. Nearly, Let's say a guy's not making his own suda, he's eating by somebody else, certainly children, who are eating by their parents. So Magan Avram is not sure if they're obligated Mishleach Manas in the first place. Because you're not making a Suda. If you're not making your own Suda, perhaps you're not chayving Mishleach Manas. Why, why should it depend on if you're making your own Suda? So some Sefer explains. He says, because if you're making your own Suda, then I'm making my own Suda. I can start thinking about providing you with a Suda or including you within my Suda. But if I'm Bechlal, I'm making my own Suda. I'm eating with my parents. I, I don't have the wherewithal to make my own Suda. Or I happen to be there. I'm not making my own Suda. How can I start worrying about providing other people with their Suda? I haven't even made my own Suda. I'm already eating by somebody else. Or uh, how can I include you in my Suda when I'm not the balabas of the Suda? So if it's focused on providing other people with the Suda, including them within my Suda, the Chumash Hadeshen, I seem to have viewed it, so then it wouldn't make sense, uh, unless you're the person making your own Suda, then I could begin providing others with a Suda. However, if the whole purpose is to, uh, as a gesture of friendship, and off of a reus, so then it's not, not necessarily linked to the Suda. Even if I'm not making my own Suda, I have an obligation to have this, uh, to demonstrate, to uh, have this gesture of friendship on, on Perm as well. Similarly, uh, the Ramos says over here at the end of uh, the third line, A woman is chayev in doing mishleach manis. And the Mishnah Bura explains, Sivkan uh, Chavhei, I don't know what, seventh line down, in the brackets, Sivkan Chavhei, why a woman chayev mishleach manis? Because they're chayev in all of the mitzvahs of Purim, Shekulan Hoyu Baisanes, Afein Hoyu Baisanes. The Prichadish argues that perhaps specifically Mishleach Manas they should be excluded from because the Pasuk says, Mishleach Manas ish l'reyehu. Man to his friend. Okay. But Afin Hayobos Anes, we assume they're included in uh, the Mitzvah Supreme, they're included in Mishleach Manas too. But he quotes from the Magen Avram. He says, I have never seen a woman and a husband, a man and a wife give separate Shalach Manas. I don't think I've seen that. So, but, but the, according to the Ramah, she's not yaisi with the husband shalach manas. They have to give separately. Now, I've seen a husband and wife; each one will be, you know, busy distributing shalach manas separately. So maybe it will be fulfilled in that way. But I've never seen a husband be makna to his wife. You know, have separate shalach manas. It'd be uh, unusual. What? Yeah. They came. The women are busy with it. So okay. So we have a problem. So he quotes over here. The Mishabur quotes the Magen Avram. Uloy ra'isin is harim bazeh. 
He said, I haven't seen people doing it. Others recommend you should do it. But I've never seen it. Maybe the Ramah is only talking about an Almana of the husband is giving on her behalf. So some say he has to, he has to say, I'm giving him this on behalf of my wife. I mean, I've never heard of such things. He says, However, perhaps again, this hinges upon what the issue is all about. If it's about including people in my Suda, husband and wife are making the same Suda. So we can be yaitzi together with Mishlach Manas. You have to do, do separately, no worse than the person who's not making their own Suda. If it's a gesture of friendships, then perhaps the husband and wife have to, one could argue they could do it separately, but perhaps they probably have friends together as a couple. So they could express a gesture of friendship together. I've never seen it done. But certainly with regards to children, even though children are not making their own suda, the minig, of course, is now in our times, but probably more because of chinuch, to be mechanic the children that they all send Mishalach Manas uh, to their friends. But that's uh, perhaps not, uh, you know, that's, that was the suffolk of the Magen of Ram, whether or not they're required to do their maker. I didn't, even a child over bar mitzvah, who's, uh, does he have to send his own Mishalach Manas? The son of the Chsam Seifer, Chsam Seifer made this into a machleik between the Manas Halevi and the Trumas Hadesh, and this is all his fault. Uh, you know, the Manas Halevi was writing a parish, a Kabbalah, a parish in Megillah Sester. Probably had no intention of ever arguing on the Trumas Hadesh. And Rosh Weiss once said, if you would have said to the Manas Halevi, you know, what do you think about the Trumas Hadesh? He probably would have said, I never meant to pick a fight with the Trumas Hadesh and about what the nature of Mishlach Manas is all about. He would probably would be, uh, you know, aghast that we made this into some big machleikas, but it's really some Seifer's fault. He is the one who, you know, kind of uh, put this structure in place. So the son of the Chsam Seifer, the Chsav Seifer, continued on. So he claimed that perhaps uh, another issue that per- could hinge upon these two perspectives of Mishlech Manas is whether or not you have to inform the person of who's giving it to them. Oftentimes you go to someone else, the Shuvah Mishlech Manas. They're not home. So you leave it by the front door. So if they're going to receive it on Purim, you for sure fulfill the Mishlech Mishlech Manas. If they're not coming back till after Purim, you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah of Mishlech Manas. It's a, a, a nice thing to do, but you haven't, you know, keep, to keep the friendship going. You haven't fulfilled the mitzvah of Mishlech Manas. They have to receive it. You have to, we'll get to it in a second. They have to receive it on Purim. But what, to, but let's say they will come home. They're out there living Mishlech Manas themselves. But you, sometimes you forget to write who it's from. So did you fulfill the mitzvah of Mishlech Manas if it's Be'ilum Shem? So Ksav Seifer claims, well, if the whole purpose, like the Jumas Hadeshin told us, is to provide other people with a Suda, so I provided him with a Suda. By, uh, by leaving it, even if my name wasn't on it. But again, if it's to uh, have a gesture of friendship, you probably have to have included uh, your name. Another issue that the Paiskim uh, claim perhaps could hinge upon uh, this, uh, this, these two perspectives in Shalach Manis is what is considered to be a big enough gift. The Bir Halacha, right in the middle of Ois Beis, is a bracket of the Bir Halacha. Kotsam Achai Adam. Kotsam Yushalmi. Achai Adam. Hachiach min Yushalmi. He's a gears in the Ritva, and he says that a person should be Nizar in this. If you're giving Mishlach Manas to an Ashir, or a person himself is an Ashir, so can it be Yaitse with a minimal amount of Mishlach Manas? Perhaps you have to give a Chaticha Royalist Kabit to the Ashir. You have to give something that he would appreciate. Can't be Yaitse with a minimal gift. Why should it depend on uh, you know, the status of a person who's giving the gift, who's receiving the gift? So if it's a, uh, to provide a person with a suda, it doesn't make sense to distinguish. I, I provided you with something to eat. Everybody eats this, you know, similar portions. So what difference does it make what a person's financial status is? But if it's a gesture of friendship, and an usher, who's a grace usher, gives you a little trinket, you don't really feel that that's a significant, you know, a, a, a sincere 
gesture of friendship. If it's something that's chashiv to him, that's a gesture of friendship. So similarly, if a person is providing an usher with Mishleach Manas, and he gives him something that the usher could care less about, he's going to chuck it in the garbage, so it's not even a real gesture of friendship to him. It would be something that uh, to him would be significant. So the Chayadim claims that perhaps if it's, uh, we can understand that if it's more like the Manas Halevi, it's a perspective, a gesture of friendship, then perhaps you could understand the greater what the Chayadim is saying. If it's to provide people with a suit, it really doesn't make sense to distinguish in that fashion. A really important issue that could hinge upon these two perspectives is the Be'er Hetev, quoted here by the Archa Shochan. Over here, um, the, the last three lines of Ice Bay's the Rechashokhan says, Yeshlis topic, it's really two opinions earlier in the Behetev about a person who sends uh, Shalach Manis before Purim. And it arrives on Purim. Has he fulfilled Mishleach Manis? He sent it before Purim. He's far away. Many people do this in our uh, locales. So Yezmi Shaimer the Yotza. There are those who say you fulfilled it. Look, the guy received the the Mishleach Manas on Purim. For sure, he has to receive it on Purim. Can't even be before Purim. Look back at the Ramah. The Ramah says in the third line of Ois Beis Yezmi Mishleach Manas beYoyim veLoy beLaila. You can't even be Yotza Mishleach Manas at night. If the guy receives it at night, it's no good. Certainly on Tainus if he receives it, it's no good. He has to receive the Mishleach Manas on Purim. That's without a doubt. But what if I sent it before Purim? So Chashukan said. Then he says two lines from the bottom over there, Ois Beis, Linira de lo Yotza. You're not Yotza the Mishra Mishleach Manas, because he didn't send it on Purim. The Ika Mishleach Manas, Havim Mishum Simcha, Ve'eze Simcha, Eloi Atom, Asher Shaleach Mikaidim. What have you accomplished by sending it earlier? So this discussion comes up by Matanis Lev Yoinim too. Mekabal is having Simcha. Mekabal is having. So if it's to provide him with a Suda, the Achrayim say, if it's to provide him with a Suda, so he got the suda on Purim. Great. But if it's a gesture of friendship, I send you a gesture of friendship for Shkhedesh Adar. You're not fulfilled Mishleach Manis. I send it to you Tainas Esse. You haven't fulfilled Mishleach Manis. It's a mitzvah hayoyim of Purim. So you have to make the gesture. It's not focused necessarily only on the Makabel that he's provided with a suda. It's focused on the Noisin that I made a gesture of friendship. So perhaps it has to be on Purim itself. No, if you send FedEx on Purim and he no, receives no, it by the... Um, FedEx I send before Purim, but that's really No, so no, you no, sent no, it. You fulfilled no, Mishleach Manis. Yeah. Ah, no, he's not a Shliach. Nah, come on. Jewish, uh, Maybe if you would appoint him as a Shliach, he could be a Shliach. He could be a Shliach. I don't think so. Matanis of Yain is a similar discussion. Look over here. Look over here, I say. Look over here, this comes up by all of us. We're all setting aside Matanis of Yain. So Matanis of Yain, I think people have in mind when they give Matanis of Yain to the shul that we're making us their Shliach to, the, to take it on Purim and deliver it on Purim. And Matan Sev Yonim should be on Purim, and we have that in mind, that we're people shliach. But let's say you give it before, and they're going to receive it on Purim. Or they're going to receive it before Purim. So says the Morgan Avram over here, I say, that's the Balamar, you shouldn't give it before Purim, because maybe it'll be gone once Purim comes. So Prima Golim is Medaik in the language of the Morgan Avram, but what if it will still be here on Purim? I gave it before Purim, and it will still be here on Purim? You fulfilled Matanis Lev Yoyim on Purim, even though I gave it earlier. So Matanis Lev Yoyim, the Prima Gadim claims, you can give earlier, and he'll receive it on Purim. The Chidah in the Birkei Yosef disagrees, no, just like Mishleach Manis, there are many who hold, you have to give it on Purim, and he has to receive it on Purim. Matanis Lev Yoyim also, you have to give it on Purim, has to receive it on Purim. You give the rub 
So you are appointing us as the shul, as our shliach? Yes, as a shliach, you are, that we are taking it on Purim and giving it on Purim. Not that you're giving it before uh, and the Ani's receiving it on Purim. We're, we're the shliach that is being distributed on Purim. But because of that, though, the shliach has to be, deliver it on a day which is Purim for you. So if you're going to take, many say, they call the name of the Chazanish, you're going to take Matanas of Yainim, and you're going to appoint, a, you know, El Chayid to distribute Matanas of Yainim in Eretz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim. So by the time he's distributing it, it's always Purim for you. So you probably not fulfilled, many, many hold you have not fulfilled Matanas of Yainim. If a Yushalayim Yid will take Matanas of Yainim and deliver it earlier, so then the Ani might still have it on his Purim, then you could maybe. But by the time we're going to fulfill Matanas of Yainim, it's not Purim for us anymore. So you probably can't fulfill Matanas of Yainim that way. It has to be someone who is going to be distributed to them on your day, you know, ideally, on your day of Purim. So preferably it's best to do it in your time zone. For us, it's Purim already there. But if you're going to distribute your shalim and a shushan purim for you, it's not really purim anymore. It's not really purim anymore for you, so it probably is not good. You should really distribute to a person if you're going to appoint a shliach, which we are. It should be distributed on on that uh, on that day. But coming back to mishloach monis, even on the, uh, even out of a shalim, you send people to the organization of Israel. They have to give it out early in the day, otherwise you have time for those on. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, it's uh, ideally it should be distributed in your. But at least it's your day. At least it's your day. It's distributed on your day of Purim. <coughs> or, or before. Or it's a sales before, so they'll have it on come Purim. But the other way, in Yushalayim, it's already not Purim for us anymore. So that, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a little bit worse. But it was getting back to sending it with, uh, with you know, you're going to send it in advance. So many hold by Mishlech Manus has to be, say, you know, delivered, set aside. The gesture should be made on Purim and it has to be delivered on Purim. So if you're going to send UPS, you should make sure to send at least one, you know, that is, you could be right say according to something like that, but you should be right to Bidavka trying to separate one and deliver it. To, you make sure it's delivered, delivered on Purim at least uh, to, to one person. But many times people are sending Mishlech Manus. And they leave it outside of the door. And again, what I've advocated for is at least one person, you should send real pseudo food. So you could send that fleshika thing. People cook, they do, you know, invest nice things. They send it, uh, you know, baked item or whatever it is. And I'm here leaving fleshiks outside of someone else's door with a doorman. What, what, you know, you could have fleshiks over here that's unsealed, that's being left outside. Do we have to be concerned that this is a problem of what uh, the Dafyomi just went through? A bus of Shinnitsalaman Ayan of a food that's left outside that is not being guarded without any seals. People leave it, you know, with maybe a card, but it's not, it's not a packaged food, it's not sealed food. So that uh, is a Gemara, and the Gemara says over here on the Aftari, Hey, Amarav, Amarav, Bozosh and Esau, Menayin Oser. If you have uh, meat that, uh, that uh, was, uh, no, no one was watching it, it's prohibited. What was Rav concerned with? Most people are not aware of this. If you look at Rashi and Tysus and Agamara, Rav was concerned with the fact that if I leave a piece of flesh instead of a T-bone steak, a bird will come, take the T-bone steak, bring it elsewhere, and replace it with an, a similar T-bone steak that's trafe. That's what Rav was concerned about. Not that a person will come and switch them. That a bird will come, take this T-bone steak, move it somewhere else, and bring back a, t- a trafe of T-bone steak. That was the concern of Rav. Many did not accept that concern of Rav, even in the time of the Gemara. This was Rav's position. So the Gemara asked, according to Rav, Rav, How could you ever eat meat? You can't leave it alone. It's not just in the care of a Nachri. You can't leave it without anybody watching it, even if it's in a room by itself. The Gemara answers, yeah, He always watched the meat. Okay. 
But that's not so far-fetched. They didn't have preservation methods like refrigeration. So it wasn't, you know, crazy that they would shecht and then cook it and he would eat it. But Ibai Seima, it was tied up and wrapped up. So then, if it's tied up and it's wrapped up, then you don't have to be concerned that a bird came and tied it up and wrapped it up in a similar fashion. Inami Bisimana, he made an identifying character quality to it, the characteristic. He used to cut his meat into triangles. That was unique. The bird is not going to find another piece of meat that's cut into triangles in that fashion, and therefore it's considered to be a simon. Already in the times of Rav, most disagreed with Rav in the times of Rav. This is a position of Rav. Even Rav, though, this seems to have been a Chumrah. Tysus proves this point because the Gemara says in Chulin that if you have, um, again, if you have a simon, even Rav would allow it. So if you have strings of fish or strings of meat all attached on a string, that's a valid simon. You don't have to be concerned that a bird came and brought back meat on a string or fish on a string and replaced, you know, took yours and brought back trave. So the Gemara says that's a simon with regards to Botsh and Asalim and Ayin. However, the Gemara about Metzi and Eil Metzius over here, Isaiah says, Machroiza Shodagim Harayelu Shaloi. If I find a string of fish, that's not a simon that I have to announce, make Hashavah Saveda, because that's not an identifying characteristic, a quality that a person could say, oh, I lost a string of fish. Everybody has a string of fish. That, you know, how do I identify your string of fish from anybody else's? Yeah, it was common. No. A string of bus, like you said, like a, a bus. brings a I didn't give it to you because I didn't think someone would bring it up. But Tais says, same with, uh, with uh, a string of meat. Same, same with a string of meat. It's not a simon for Hashavah Saved. If you have a string of hot dog sausages, that's not a, a, a simon. And you would not have to return it. You can keep it. There's no identity like finding a dollar bill. You don't have to. It's yours. So Frak Tais is from Taimar. Okay, but, but that's also not an identifying quality. Everybody made the dveil into, into uh, cakes. When it comes to Bosch and Isalom and Ayin, it's considered to be a simon. Yet, when by Hashavah Saveda, it's not a simon. So he says, Tesis, first of all, says we don't pass like Rav, so they made a kula. But that was even for Rav. Rav was Mako. That even though he was Machma, Bustash and Salman Ayn, if it was on a string, he would have been lenient. So the Maram on Tysus fills in nearly the Hakikamar. Cave and the Chazina de Karav, since we don't pass like Rav, Chazina de Kiluba Bustash and Salman Ayn. So they were Mako, even Rav was Mako, he treated as a Chumar. Ukaka, feel the Rav Gufe, Le Hikmir Kokach. Rav also himself wasn't that Machmir. So even according to Rav, many claim this was only a Chumra and he didn't mean a Maker then. How do we Paskin? So we paskin, many people quote this halakha, Bosch and Simon and I, we don't paskin that that's a problem. The Shulchan Aruch does, and so you're a day over here, it's Simon Simon, Kimos of Beis. Shulchan Aruch says that you have to have your meat, either it's constantly washed or it's sealed, or there's a simon. Otherwise, we have to be concerned a bird came and replaced it with a tray for a piece of meat. But the Ramah says, If all of the meat that in your vicinity is kosher meat, you're in a place where they don't have tray for meat, and even if it's in the hand of a nachr, you have nothing to be concerned about, what's he going to switch it with? Other kosher meat. No, no, that, no, no, the question is, what's called an identifying quality? Okay, so, for a bird or for a human, it's no, no. So I know that a bird didn't switch it. We know that a bird can't find the strings. Correct. So I also know that a bird's not going to cut meat into triangles or bring back how many people cut their meat in that fashion. So the Gemara says, if I have meat on a string, bird's not bringing back meat on a string. That's unique. 
But the Gemara says it's not unique in Balmetzia. The Gemara says you find meat on a string. Everybody has meat on a string. Keep it. No, so obviously, even though there are other people with meat on a string, this, the, the threshold of what I need is an identifying quality. If I find something, not everybody has you know, a jacket that looks like this. But a lot of people probably do. It's not that unique of a jacket. So with regards to the Shavu Zabed, you find such a jacket, you don't have to announce it. A million people have jackets like that. But if I left my jacket over here, I could presume in the shul that it's mine. And no one switched it. Because... But if you find it on the street, it's not a good enough simon. So that's what Tyson is saying. For this, to know that it wasn't switched, it was here, it's this. Oh, so the other you know, contributing pieces of information tell me this is probably mine. So, but the threshold is clearly lower than if I would find it on the street. So, so that's what Tyson is saying. Oh, yeah, the threshold is lower to know that it wasn't switched because the whole thing is just a chumr to begin with. That's what Tyson Anyway, we don't really pass in that way. The Ramah says we're not concerned with Basar Shunas Salomon Ayin. The, the meat does not have to be washed. We're not afraid that a bird is going to come and take the meat and switch it even with a similar piece of meat. So if you have a you know, regular piece of flesh sitting over here, no one's watching it, you don't have to be concerned that you know, a bird came and took it. So when people quote the halacha, Basar Shunas Ayin, they're really referring to something else. Not the uh, formal halacha, Basar Shunas Ayin. We don't pass in that way. Svaradim or Machmir. But even then, many argue it's only a Chumrah. It's only a chumrah. When people talk about busting the Simon Ayin, they're referring to this halacha. The Gemara says, it's, a, it's really, it's a, it's a misnomer. The Gemara says, Mesech Tosavay, the Zara, Amar Rav, Chavis, Aser Bechaisim Echad. That's a Roshi Tevis, Chavis. It's not good with one simon. Champag, is Muta Bechaisim Echad. What is Chavis? Chalav, Basa, Yain, and Tcheles. Require two seals. If I'm handing it to a Nachri, I'm leaving a Nachri alone with it. Why? I have to be afraid. Kosher meat, we all know, is more expensive than trefer meat. So if I have a kosher meat I give to a non-Jewish grocer, I have to be afraid he's going to take the kosher meat, he's going to pass it, he's going to take trefer meat, pass it off as kosher meat, and then he'll double dip. He'll sell the kosher meat as kosher meat, then he'll take trefer meat and pass it off as a kosher meat. So how do I know the meat that he's selling me is kosher? He's a financial gain here because the kosher meat is more expensive than the trefer meat. So you might switch it. So you need two seals. Champag, what's that? That's chiltis, which was some dip. Morais, which was fish. Pas, you know, bread. And gvina, mutar mechaisamechad. You need one seal. In order to know that it's the item that I gave him. But I'm giving it to a nachri, or I'm leaving him alone with it. There's a fear that he might switch out and replace it with the cheaper item. There's that motivation. You need two seals. There's a Gemara Mesech L'savay the Zara, though, elsewhere, a little earlier, which says it's enough with one seal. Halach Rebelazar, Amar Rebelazar, Kol Mishtamer B'chaisim Echad. One seal. Chutz min ayayin wine requires two seals. Shein Mishtamer B'chaisim Echad. So which is it? Is it one seal wine? I look back at Chavis. Chavis was Chalav Basa Yain and Tcheles. So you need two seals. These were expensive items. People might switch it out. So you need two seals. Over here the Gemara says it's enough with one seal. So Taisvis has one answer to this contradiction. Taisvis says, the Gemara that said you needed two seals is by the non-from Jew. You have a non-religious Jew, you need two seals. A guy is enough with one seal. Why? The guy knows we're going to be suspicious of him, that he might switch it out. So he knows we're watching him. The non-religious Jew thinks he's from Unzara, we're not going to be suspicious of him. So he might, there's a greater, a greater threat that he'll, that he'll switch it out. So therefore, Taisa says, by the non-religious Jew, you require two seals. That's the Gemara Lama Tes, Gemara Lama Aleph, that it's enough with one seal. It's talking about Anochri. The Beis Yosef writes about this Taisa. He says, Rabbeinu Tam, he says, the Nevuahi. How did he know 
One Gemara is talking about a non-religious Jew. One Gemara is talking about an Akum. Uh, he says, he writes over here on the last line of Oisiralev, Ksas Kasha Petra Benutam Didavuahi. Who told you that one is talking about a non-religious Jew, one is talking about a Nakri? Lahamid Koleo Lachas be Yisrael Chashid. So therefore, he quotes from the Rashba and from the Rambam, who distinguish in a different way. If you're dealing with a potential Isamidai Raisa, tray for meat, Yayin Nesech, Cholov from a Behemoth Trefa, then yeah, you require two seals. If you're dealing with an Isa Rabbanon, Pas Akum, Gvinas Akum, so then, uh, so then you're only dealing with Isa Rabbanon, it's enough with one seal. So if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, this is a Machlaisi in the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Oisid Beis, if you're dealing with an Isamidai Raisa, that you hand to a Nachri, Shalech Akum, the same is true. Over here in Oisid Aleph, if I leave him alone, uh, in uh, Sifir Aleph, Oisid Aleph, I leave him alone with uh, something that he could, uh, you know, swap out for an Isidai Raisa, you require two seals. If it's only an Isidai Rabbanon, it's enough with one seal. The Ramah then, in Oisid Beis, quotes from Taisvis, this is only by a non-religious Jew, Yisrael Chashid. If you're dealing with an Akum, it's enough with one seal. So, B'dayevet, you can rely on that, but we, as we all know, you're dealing with potential Isidai Raisa, or wine, we attempt to have two seals. That's why your wine bottles come with a cork, that's unique, and it comes with a cap with a wrapping on top. Those are the two seals that are hard to uh, recreate, that uh, you know, are hard to, to, uh, to, to duplicate. So you're supposed to have two What's a seal? A seal is something that's uh, difficult to, to reproduce or hard to tamper with. So that's why usually if you get the delivery, you'll have one piece of tape running one way, another piece of tape running the other way. To have two seals, two things that are, you know, hopefully uh, tamper-proof, the bottles of wine typically have two seals. Um, you know, vacuum-packed meats in a kosher grocery don't necessarily need it. You're never putting it in the hands of an achri. But if it's delivered, they'll usually, so usually it's vacuum-packed with one seal, but if you have it delivered, usually the meat package, the box, will have another seal. On it's on top of the meat itself. So you're supposed to have two seals. If it's uh, something that's so unique, it's literally impossible to recreate... So then, look back at this, uh, back at the Gemara Bar Metziah. Look back at the Gemara Bar Metziah. Isaiah on the first page. So Empire Chickens used to have plumbas. I haven't seen a plumber in years. No, I'm saying in a regular supermarket that they take some of them. You see, still empire kosher meat there. So they should really have two seals. Yeah. I'm not sure. They just have a box. Or they have something that's impossibly, enti- entirely impossible to recreate. So that's not just vacuum-packed meal with a label. There's usually something that's imp- inti- impossible to recreate. So look over here. The Rush says, one second, if you need two seals, Rav, who was chayshish for the bird that came, all he did was cut his meat into triangles. That was enough. But the triangles is only one, you know, simon. You need two seals. So Rush says, no. He says, Hi, simona, letlasa, karnasa, That's like two seals. So if it's something that's so impossible to recreate, the empire emblem, if you open that package, it's impossible. You know, you know, once it's out of the toothpaste is out, you can't put it back in. There's no way you're going to recreate this. So then one seal could be enough. Even then, many people like to have two seals, but if it's impossible, so the plumbers, that's why people used to put plumbers on the chicken. You can't recreate that. So once it's on it, that's enough, even if you have no other seals. Well, what's Rush's problem? Rav is talking about a case where... Rush's for Rav was a significant a different, issue. Different, different issue. Yes, but same issue of swapping in and out. So also, we learn out from Rav, another halach over here. Look back, where was that? Gemara Chulin. The Gemara says, according to Rav, who was concerned with the bird switching it in and out, if you had a Tviyas Ayin, I know what the food looks like. So Rav said, Tviyas Ayin is also good. Tviyas Ayin, the Gemara says in the last line... That tfiyas ayin is adifa, even from a simon. Amina tfiyas ain't adifa. 
We know Tviyas Ayin is Adifa. Otherwise, Umar says, if it's in the middle of the night, how could it be with your wife if you're without a Tviyas Ayin? Tviyas Ayin, of course, means you recognize her voice. So Tviyas Ayin, of course, is other from a simon. So, so to over here, if I recognize my meat, you know, the, the butcher recognizes his meat, or I recognize my meat, I have chulin, I give it to the nachri, the nachri is going to bring it to me, even if it has no seals, I know what my chulin looks like, I know what my hamburger is going to look like. So even if there's no seals on it, if I have a tefiyah sayin, uh, that would be good enough, even if, uh, even if there's no seals on it. And that's how we paskin. That's the achreinim, the taz, and the shulchanach over here quotes that the tefiyah sayin is good enough. So, but this comes up, let's come back to our Mishleach Manas. I left Mishleach Manas on someone else's uh, porch, and I, had, I left Fleishiks without a uh, simon, without a wrapping, no two chaisamos. So if I'm going to see it again, I know what my Mishleach Manas looks like, but what if I'm not going to see it again? I'm never going to see it, and this guy would have no idea. Someone else replaced the pastrami with tray for pastrami. How's he going to know? So isn't this a problem of uh, leaving the meat in a place where someone else could swap it in and out? Not the bird. Anachri will come and swap it in and out. So there's an important call over here, which is really the most important call of all these halachas about leaving the food unguarded. Taisa says in Mesechus of Aydazar, and it's quoted in the Shulchan Aruch and Yedal and Tezvav, both by the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, that it's only if the person has a motivation to switch it in and out. We don't presume a Nachri is going to come and sabotage our food. He, you know, gets hanad of us eating trefa food. There's only if the grocer has unsealed meat, he'll switch out the kosher meat for the trefa meat because it's cheaper. So there's a financial incentive to do it. But says Taisa Peshri Shadai Basa Shadi Basa Kakusha Shalai Vishaka Basa Shmena Kadela Viyah Avabachinam to do it for free Kadela Hakshus Israel Lai Khashina and I feel Lemerachik. Just to swap it out, there's no fear. So therefore the price can say this is only if I give it to a Nachri to transport, it's his grocery. You know, I'm leaving him alone with it, and there's some motivation. Some I leave it in a Mukham Hefker. So in the Chalkas bin Yamin, that's bin Yamin Kohn. That's the son of Rafival Kohn, who really wrote the the, the Mishnah Bura. Uh, and Hilchus Machali Akum says if a person leaves something in a Mokum Hefka, a guy goes to work and he leaves his sandwich in the refrigerator, there's no seals on it. I don't have to be afraid that Nachri is going to come and take my pastrami and swap it out uh, for the tray for pastrami. Why, why, why would he do that? He's hungry. Ooh, he wants to eat my food. He'll take it and won't replace it. If a guy wants to steal, let him steal. He's not going to replace it. So a guy leaves a grocery store, leaves a food delivery um, in front of my door. So a nachri, do I have to be afraid a nachri is going to come and take it and swap out? No. If he's going to take it, he's going to take it. If he's a ganav, he's a ganav. Why would he put it back there? It makes absolutely no sense. So if a guy wants to eat my mishloach manis, he'll take my mishloach manis. He's not going to put back tray for pastrami and place it the kosher pastrami and start selling it on the black market of pastrami. It makes absolutely no sense. So if he wants to take it's only if he has a motivation. So similarly, let's say a pizza delivery. <laughs> pizza delivery, I'm handing it to a nachri and he delivers the pizza. So does the pizza box have to be sealed? You know, maybe he'll replace it with a tray for pizza. With a lot of tape. The pizza boxes come with tape? So yeah. some, t- oh, so if they come with two seals. So some, many, you could argue about the pizza delivery also. Yeah, needs it, but, they come with but why would he take my pizza and replace it with another pizza? If he wants pizza, there's probably pizza ad infinitum in the store, right? I mean, right. he could probably get as much pizza as he wants. Yeah, he's really not motivated to do it, unless you'll say, no, maybe he's delivering pizza for an hour, he gets hungry in the car, he decides to eat one of my pizzas, then he realizes he's a pizza short, he'll stop at Domino's and get a pizza. So maybe that's the fear. It should be sealed. Why not? It should be sealed. But again, there has to be some motivation for the person to swap it out. So let's say a stewardess on an airline. 
she has a motivation to swap it out. Why? She's supposed to have a kosher meal. She runs out of kosher meals. The Jews are going to be upset at her. So she might swap out a tray for meal for a kosher meal. So that's why on the plane, you really have to have two seals on the meal because she has a motivation to swap it. Or someone just asked me, you arrive, I have food delivered to a hotel, kosher food. The hotel's going to take care of it and give it to me. What if now it comes and it's unsealed? The hotel unsealed it. So now the hotel is on the hook for the food because they took the delivery. So now they are motivated to say, oh, yes, yes, sir, this is your food. It might not be my food, but they're going to be on the hook because they took the delivery. Where's my food? So it's the same as the stewardess on the plane. Now they are motivated to say, no, no, this is your meatballs and rice, even though maybe it's their meatballs and rice or some other meatballs and rice. I don't know. So then the person has the motivation to swap it out. So then we have to be concerned. That's why the famous Misa on the airline, you know, a guy who left his pastrami sandwich to go and wash, and there was a Gaisha guy sitting next to him, and then he realized he left the pastrami alone with the guy, and he wouldn't eat it. He only ate the bread. The guy said, what's the problem with your sandwich? I see you're not eating it. He said, because, you know, the halacha, you can't leave the meat unwatched, you know, in the presence of, uh, I don't know how he told him, in the presence of a non-Jew. So he says, oh, it's unbelievable. I wanted to try your pastrami, and I had pastrami, so I never had tasted kosher pastrami, so I swapped out your pastrami for my pastrami. Oh, you see. The, the truth of the matter is, first of all, their meat tastes much better. You know, I've never gone my not I have no type of our meat. Their meats are usually better than our meats. I hate to break that. Their wines are better than our wines. Their meat is better than our meat. Tastes better. I don't think that they have any great type to eat our meat. But, but he had no motivation to do that. It's, it's, it's not a common thing that a guy would have a taiva to eat the kosher meat and then swap back identical pastrami. There's no motivation to do it. So it's told over here by the... Uh, by the uh, it's a nice story, but I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think it's... I'll pee in. But so over here too, you leave the Mishlach Manis out on the stoop. If someone wants to take it, they can take it. There's no reason for them There's to no swap it back and forth. And therefore it's... It, it's it, in other words, there's no takana. That once you have a takana, you know, it doesn't matter if the reason applies or not. No, they have to have a motivation. That's I the takana. Takana is only... Yeah. No takana, the meat needs a simon. No, no. It's only if it's in, handed to a nachri who has a motivation. That's what the Shulchanach says, Ramah says, Taisis. And Rav Shash is dependent on circumstances. In an apartment house, leave in front of my door, there's no bird coming. This is Rav Shash. That's like that. sealed. A says, bird can't totally come in. It's not applicable to anything. Yeah, I don't think it was an Akbar would come. So yeah. if, if Rav was on an island with no birds, he wouldn't have a Shiloh. Island with no birds? <laughs> right. The, the, the New York City. In the middle of the Pacific. The New York City. Right. Right. Correct. Yeah. There was a New York City rat that was taking around pizzas. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Shkar. Afraid of